Hello and welcome to My Media Live, an exciting new feature from the World Media Group. My name is Arif Durrani and we'll be interviewing some of the industry's most inspirational leaders with the hope of getting some insights into their own career journeys and personal motivations too. We'll be sure to ask them for advice for those starting out in the industry today, so do stay tuned. Now, who better to launch this global initiative with than arguably the most globally successful and internationally minded marketing leader of them all, the founder of S4 Capital and the founder of WPP. We're here with none other than Sir Martin Sol. Sir Martin, many thanks for joining us today. Hopefully this will be interesting, Arif. Uh, well, I, I hope so. It's all on you, I'm afraid. We, we have nine <laughs> uh, questions uh, as compiled by the World Media Group members. Um, and, right. Uh, yeah, answer them however you choose um, fit. So question number okay. one, what does the media industry mean to you? Well, uh, you know, I was thinking about it because I was looking at the questions before. You, you, you kindly sent, sent them to so I got a chance to think about them. And I, and I thought, actually, the... It, what it means to me is is basically fun and interest. I mean, the reason for that is my dad said to me, find an industry that you enjoy and then find a company inside that industry that you enjoy, build a reputation in it, not not the sort of reputation to be interviewed by a reef on things like this, but you know, just that people thought you knew what you were doing. And then if you fancied, um, my dad said, you know, around the age of 40, I mean, that advice he gave me was probably when I was about 30, 31, 32. If you fancy it around the age of 40, go off and do something on your own. I mean, he didn't do that because he, he, he lived uh, lived and worked uh, in the same company for um, the whole of his life, uh, whole, whole of his working life. So I would say, you know, the answer to that is, is that, it, you know, the media industry is really interesting. It's rather like entertainment and sport. When I went into it with, and I didn't make the, the intervention about such is likely. I mean, I went there because, in part, because I like the industry, and it reminded me a bit of the sports and entertainment industry. That you were the only barrier, particularly in the UK, was not connection uh, or who you knew, but the strength of your latest idea. So, you know, barriers to entry, you know, were a phone uh, and and somewhere where you could quietly where you could answer the phone or make a phone call it was no more no less than that so that's the reason i mean fun and interest and and demanding and uh, you know enticing and and fast moving and all all those things uh, and barriers to entry virtually zero great answer thank you and um, what's the one piece of advice that has helped during your career well it's that actually i mean it's 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 really that took, which is counterintuitive to what people get told now. I mean, people get told now to flip from flower to flower and uh, at an early age, you know, not complete your university education if you're lucky enough to get a university. Not that many people believe they've been lucky enough to do that, but um, not to complete that, but go off and do things. That, but, you know, again, going back to my father, he said, you know, stick, stick with the company, build a reputation, um, which is not what people do nowadays. People move maybe they're right maybe you know the the lives or corporate lives are, are so short you know if the average company on the FTSE 100 lasts for whatever it is nine years 12 years 15 years whatever it is maybe things are so fast moving that moving from one thing to another is the right thing to do but I think the best advice was you know, 
focus on something that you you find uh, enjoyable. I mean, again, going back to what Mark McCormack uh, said to me, or he did actually, you know, he was a scratch golfer and he took his hobby into work. He met Arnold Palmer at Wake Forest um, University. Uh, Arnold needed somebody to manage his contracts and everything, and Mark decided to do that. But the boundary between you know work and work and play was almost non-existent. So I think you know I've been fortunate enough, and you know, we'll get into that in the further questions. But you know, fortunate enough not to regard there as being there that that much of a, a barrier between the two. Yeah. Okay. And very much related to to that answer, I guess, is if you were starting out today. Where would yeah. you like to begin? Well, yeah, I, I think my horizons would be different. I mean, I don't want to be negative about the UK, but the UK is not a sideshow. It is still a, a really important economy. But on, on a world stage, if, if you look at things globally, you know, you have to focus on, on countries like the US uh, countries like China, obviously, and India, and so my 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 sort of gaze or my focus would probably be different. I probably would, if I was starting in, I think I'd probably go to the U.S. Uh, you know, North and South America to me are, are full of tremendous opportunities, particularly South America. Uh, I would be also seduced, I think, by what's happening uh, in Asia Pacific. So you know, despite Obviously, the difficulties currently uh, of going to to parts of Asia Pacific or China, but China and India, obviously, as I mentioned before, I think are, are critically important now and, and will be critically important in the future. And I think I would have honed my, you know, I, I I didn't speak code or I didn't learn code, and I certainly didn't speak Chinese. In fact, I'm a, like most British people, I'm appalling with languages. Um, so I think probably, you know, if I was starting again, I would focus very much on, on code and technology and engineering, um, and, and also on, uh, on languages, particularly Chinese in addition to, to, to English and maybe Spanish as well. So I think that's, that will be the difference. I mean, I was fortunate enough. I went to the U S partly educated or miseducated as my mother used to say in in America so i got i got more of a international view if not a global view because us in the 1960s the us although they talked about global business i mean proctor at that time was the, was a big multinational with 10% of its revenues coming from outside the us so it really global business had not really mushroomed like it did you know when ted levitt got to to grips with it in 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 the 1980s with his globalization pieces. So that's what I think we would, I would do differently. Yeah, really good. I, 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 just one, one thing, I would, I would certainly still do the education I did. I, you know, I was lucky enough to go to a great university in the UK and one in America, and to do it immediately. I didn't do work experience, which maybe was a mistake, but you know, I would have gone, maybe the best thing would have been to have had two years of work experience in between first first degree and postgraduate. but. Uh, no, with, with that one, that one qualification, I think uh, you know those, that's what I do. 
Yeah, it's good advice. And I, I know for sure that, you know, computer programming, you know, the students now have definitely got access to far more than they used to have. I think languages were still trailing behind, um, you know, it's still difficult to, to find schools which do good, you know, um, Chinese, for example. Um, it's still very much French um, at a lot of these primary schools. But anyway, so moving on, um, what's your favourite thing about your current job? Well, I, I think the, the the growth actually. I think the the current S four is you know if I went think back from it, such it was about globalization. Uh, WPP was about continuation of globalization and the beginnings of technology, uh, you know, and the sort of the early innings of technology. Uh, the great thing about S four is that we continue to grow like a weed, and um, you know, we're no longer a peanut, I guess. Um, I was going to say grow like a mushroom, but um, we, I think that's the most exciting thing about it is that, you know, I'm not looking at my boots. Um, I'm looking at the sky. And I think the clients that we work with, the fact that 50% of our business is technology or technology orientated is a big, a spectacular advantage. And I don't want to lose that advantage. So we will continue to maintain that technological focus. So we're not making technology but we're we're deploying it for our clients in the most effective way to grow their top lines which is the the biggest issue that our clients face is top line growth i mean and and that we're in the business of of stimulating top line growth and not just theirs but our own too so i think the biggest the the biggest thing you know your outlook on life is very much different if you're growing at 46 percent than if you're growing at two or three percent yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story as well since you started S4 Capital. So just remind us, what's what's your market cap at the moment? Three billion quid or four billion dollars. Um, it has been higher with the with the switch from just talking to somebody before I got on this 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 call uh, about the 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 switch from from growth, so called growth to so called value. We'll see how that pans out. I I think as we move through this year. Uh, growth is going to reassert itself and and investors will become more consumed and it really gdp growth is driven you know everybody talks about you know boris johnson and uh, the prime minister and the president of the us you know said we've had our best year as ever forgetting that the previous year was their worst year ever in fact mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know on a two-year stack the uk economy is down like like some of the holding companies and i mean some of the holding companies have managed to to stutter through 3% growth in two years. And, you know, our two-year stack on, on the announced figures that you've seen so far is about 65 66%, albeit from a smaller base. So I think, Arif, the, the exciting thing is that, you know, we on our weekly call, uh, as we had yesterday, uh, on our global weekly call with our, our top people, uh, the, 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 the conversation is mostly about, top line growth and how can we carve out a more uh, more impressive journey um so growth is, is the big thing sure and you know still having the energy and the vision to 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 re to build uh, something of such a scale again is is um you know it's amazing well, we're, 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 we're cocoa de mer i think is the the biggest coconut so and we have we've gone from peanut to to coconut or coco de mer. So I, I run out of analogies, but you know we're determined to be I don't know um, multiple coco de mer or uh, I don't know a fivefold. But 
yeah, I think the, the, on the other side, you know, the thing that I miss is is scale. Um, so we, you know, we're we're up to about now eighty two hundred people in thirty three countries. So I'm very proud of the fact that you know, it must be now about um, about twenty twenty five, maybe thirty thousand people in one way or another depend on their for their livelihoods on S four. Uh, and it's operating brand media monks, and that's something I'm very proud of. You know, given the fact that we've done that in three and a half years. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, for your own personal take now, what do you think is your own secret talent? Someone said, "What do you?" Oh, blimey, uh, that that's a difficult one. I mean, I mean, I thought about that, and I, I guess uh, bull bullheaded persistence is probably. I don't know whether that's a secret or not, but. Um, there are there are plenty of secrets, um, but but you know the no, I think probably it's persistence. It's um, it's not brain surgery, certainly. Okay, great, thank you. Um, um, on, on the media side now, where do you get your daily news from? Well, when I wake up in the morning, I I, I switch on um, Sportbox. So whether I'm in in the London or New York or UK or US. Uh, so it would be, um, you know, I'm gazing, you know, at Ross Sorkin, uh, Quick and uh, Kiernan. And, you know, I get my my daily dose at the moment. They're talking about Charlie Munger. Um, so I get my daily dose there. And, and here it's Steve and everybody at uh, Jeff at, at, um, at, at Squawk Box here in the UK. And then I, I, I tend to read. Uh, the daily financials online. I don't read them physically anymore. So the Wall Street Journal and the Financial Times, probably. Uh, breaking views, I, I read throughout the day, and there are some other news feeds that I that I look at. But you know, I find actually, if you if you've gone through pretty much, you know, it's the Warren Buffett thing, isn't it? Really, you know, you you read the papers, and uh, I, I look at some of the general press, so it'd be the NYT or the Washington Post in the the US or it would be the Times or the Telegraph or the Guardian or the Independent, whatever it happens to be, uh, in the in the UK. Uh, on the weeklies, I don't read as many weeklies as I used to. I used to, you know, be religious. I, I would literally, The Economist, The Investors Chronicle, Fortune, Business Week, all these things, I would go through page by page. And one of the things I find irritating about online is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm of an age where I worry about whether I've read every or looked at every headline i don't read every article as to whether it interests me or not i don't do as much of that as uh, as i used to so through the day i i pick up the, the news feeds and then in the evening uh, before i go to bed i i go to bed um uh at, with news night um in the uk the us you know is a little bit more difficult it used to be charlie rose but it, it you know it's a bit more difficult to find the parallels there, but you know there are the news services there that I'll drift off to sleep uh, watching. But 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 here it's it's nice to go to bed with Emily Maitlis. <laughs> um, um, which media brands are most important to you? Ah, uh, well, the ones that I've I've said. I mean, I I, I find I find it doesn't have to be news brands. They may be you know other lifestyle brands or, or international brands. Yeah, no, I, I I mean you know it's what I said before. The the borders between um, work and and fun for me, and we'll come on to that even more. Um, really, so it would tend to be you know, CNN actually when, when I'm traveling. Uh, in most of the places that I see, you know, pick up a lot, a fair bit, 
you know, I was, for example, in been in South America quite a bit. Uh, Bloomberg I use quite extensively as well. Uh, in South America, in Argentina, in Uruguay, in Colombia, where I've been just recently, um, access really to CNBC is a little bit more limited. So I tend to to look at CNN and Bloomberg more. But I use, Bloomberg I used actually quite a lot uh, in South America. So it tends to be the financial brands that I that I focus on uh, most. Uh, I listen a little bit to to, to radio, but but limited. Um, you know, when I walk to work, uh, I might uh, listen to, I, I would listen to Bloomberg, for example, Bloomberg Radio in the morning, or I might listen to actually Times Radio. Goodness knows why they don't take advertising, but uh, maybe that's that's to come. So, you know, I listen to some of the some news brands, but essentially it tends to be around um, the financial or daily newspapers. Yeah, interesting. I don't suppose you have time for any podcasts in your life, do you? I do. I do occasionally. Scott Galloway stuff. I like that. I mean, it it it, it got a little bit too much. I mean, it, it, the Gareth Swisher sort of Galloway rants every week uh, were good, but you you get a little bit. I mean, it's all it's the same. I mean, you you, you it doesn't matter what they're talking about. Is you know the tone is the same, so it gets a little bit tiresome after a while. But it's quite entertaining, quite fun, and good practice if you ever get into a conversation with Scott Gall- Galloway, which I recommend you don't. But, but, <laughs> okay. but, um, okay. but uh, he can be extremely difficult. The, the, the one thing I remember, just as an aside, is you know, it was at DLD in Munich. We were going to do a two-way conversation like this. And he was due to interview me. And I said to him in the green room, why don't we just interview one another? And he said, yes, yes, I'll, 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 I'll open up. He said, I'll give you a softball question. I said, what's that? He said, no, I'll ask you about S4. Okay, so we get on the stage. There's about three or four hundred people, and Cheryl Sandberg had just presented um, about an hour or so before. And he said, "The uh, first question was, um, should Cheryl Sandberg be fired?" And I, and I actually went through the story that I just went through the story because I, you know I was a bit nonplussed, and I thought, well, I'll let him have it, and just just show what show his true colours anyway. But uh, so I so I podcasts like that. Um, you know, some some books you sometimes get are interesting, or some 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 articles. But but generally, it tends to be what I just said before. And should Cheryl Sandberg be fired? No, joking. Now, how do you switch off? <laughs> I don't is the answer. Yeah. Right. Right. The, what is it? Um, it's the Shankly quote, which I haven't used for a number of years. You know, it was, it was something to the effect that football is not a matter of life and death. It's more important than that. So S4 is not a matter of life and death. It's more important than that. So the answer is I don't. You, you've always um, never seen the, the boundaries between so-called work and so-called lifestyle, have you? Yeah. It's one of the same for you. Uh, no, I think that's fair. And I think that's probably what some people find rather tiresome. Um, but but yes, I think that's true. And we, so you know, it, 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 sorry, we did we did quite a lot of research at Bloomberg Media into entrepreneurial mindsets, and that was one of the the top and consistent findings, actually. So you're you're not. Yeah, I mean, you remember you know remember what I said about McCormack or what my dad said. You know, it, the boundary. You, you should do something that's fun. It's in a, in a funny way, not a funny way. You, it's not work, right? So it, what you do is 
is what you're interested in. So you asked me about why I'm interested in the industry because it's interesting, it's stimulating, and you know it's ever changing, fast moving. You know, you wake up in the morning, you read what's on your email feeds or whatever, and texts and everything, and things you know things that you didn't think were going to happen when you went to bed the night before have happened. And so I think, and the other thing about our industry, which is really interesting, is that it, it touches so many things, right? It touches society, culture, politics, um, you know, every every corner of the world, every nook and cranny. And so it's relevant everywhere. It's relevant in every country, in every region, in every area of activity. You know, it can be to B to C or B to B. I mean, it could be government. I mean, it's, it's just um, all embracing. So it's a great industry from that part. I think the the problem with it is it you know, is so old fashioned and and we still look back. There are still so many people that look back with rose tinted spectacles to what happened many, many years ago, whether it be, you know, in the era of Mad Men or or, or whoever. Um, you know, Don Draper or whoever. So I but it's really interesting, and and it it never fails to to entertain and stimulate, and uh, it's not boring. Not boring, I, yeah, absolutely. And and finally, the final question: Who or what inspires you, or keeps inspiring you? Well, I, you know, I was thinking about that. My dad, obviously, and then I I think there was a man called Jules Thorne who founded Th- Sir Jules Thorne, who founded Thorne Electrical. He came from Vienna between the two wars. Emigre, Austrian emigre, and founded Thorn Electrical, built it up into a wonderful company. It's no longer, unfortunately, um, but was wonderful. And then uh, Arnold Weinstock at GEC uh, the, also knew my father. These are two people who my, my father knew because he was in the radio and electrical industry. So it was really through him, that, through my dad, that I met them. And I think Arnold Weinstock would, would be somebody, you know, interesting man, uh, built G, the English GEC. Um, Sadly, his son died when uh, from cancer. I think it was when he was forty years old. And nothing worse than a parent having to bury a child. Um, and I had the the opportunity of talking to him several times before he died, and about what he did and what he didn't do. And he was quite frank about that. So he was a sort of Joel Thorne was a mentor. My dad was a mentor. So that and then Phil Reese, who was a lawyer at. Um, Davis and Gilbert, uh, one of the leading advertising lawyers, who was not just a lawyer or a counsel, but was a good friend. And after my father died, I guess to some extent he replaced replaced him. And then I would say, you know, if you think look around now, I mean, I was thinking about you know, who is it? I think Musk and Bezos are extraordinary, not just because of what they've done at Amazon and Tesla and, and indeed in other fields, but the fact they've done it in multiple fields. I mean, I can't conceive. I mean, I can just about focus on S4 and or WPP or Sarge's or whatever, but, I, you know, I, I can't conceive of anybody being able to to do Tesla and go to the moon or Mars and do Hyperloop and everything else and Bezos you know, not doing dissimilar uh, with the the scale. And Richard Branson is sort of similar in a way, but the scale at which Bezos has operated that and Musk has operated um, is, is extraordinary. And you know, you, you you sort of get these these sort of lights that go off or or bells that ring. I mean, somebody said to me yesterday, uh, you know, how many companies in the UK in the FTSE 100 
are in the the 100 most liquid companies, tradable companies in the world? And the answer is zero. So there are no companies in the FTSE 100 that would rank in the top 100 companies from a from a liquidity trading point of view. You know, Tesla, uh, well over a trillion or trillion over a trillion market cap, one of six companies, I think, over a trillion. You know, trades um, uh, almost as much every day as uh, ma- major exchanges. So, so you know, I think when one one thinks about what these people have done, you know, they come in for a some criticism uh, in various aspects, but their, their ability, their minds to to morph from one to the other, and you know, Musk is even incredible, more incredible because you know he hasn't retired as sort of sort of CEO of uh, Tesla. He carries on and is doing all the space exploration at the same time. Yuri Milner would be another one, the, the Russian uh, internet. Investor, another one who also has managed to sort of to stretch his brain to uh, many many other areas, and, and the other person I'd love to have met. Uh, you know, when people say who, who would you like, Golda Meir would be the the person I see that I think it's Helen Mirren is uh, going to play her in a film or a series. Um, but you know, that's probably um, the one person that I would really like to have met. That's really good answers. Thank you, Sir Martin. And obviously, you you do know just on that last question, you do know lots of the um, sort of uh, media entrepreneurs and and giants yeah. of their day. Any any one of those uh, which stand out as being inspirational? Mur- 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 Murdoch, head and shoulders. I mean, his. I mean, you you you'd have to say Bob Iger as well. I mean, on the other side of that that deal, but I mean, Rupert Murdoch's timing and sort of sense of of um smell or feel is <laughs> incredible and uh, you know to take and you know you've got to remember the roots i mean everybody thinks about the uk and the times and you know and, and the unions and everything and then the us but you know the roots of that company were in australia you know which um so so it's quite inc- extraordinary so he and you know the fact that the fox disney deal was incredible and Look, look where it is now. So I, I think, you know, he he understood it was a global business and he was one of the, well, not one of, he was the first sort of global media mogul, I guess. Um, so I would I, I would say, I, mean, I don't want to upset anybody else, but, but and I think Iger as as a manager, his, his ability to, I mean, I, I remember it was, I was in Uruguay actually and I met somebody who ran one of the companies that, was one of the people who ran one of the companies that Iger bought. And I remember a woman and she she told me, you know, I said, what was it like? And she said, the way that Disney managed creative talent was absolutely superb. And, you know, if she needed to get anything done, um, you know, or there any blockages or whatever, you know, all she did was, was call Bob and he would get it done. So I would say, you know, sort of entrepreneur, maybe Murdoch and then manager, Owner, manager, if you want, if you want, I would say Iger. That's that's great, Sir Martin. Many thanks for your time and uh, pleasure launching my media life for us. And um, uh, good to see you again. All right, good to see you. Keep in touch and and good and good luck with um, with this initiative. And that's it. The first edition of my media life. Thanks for joining us. It's always great value, isn't he? Um, 
to find out more about the feature or indeed the World Media Group. It's all there online, worldmediagroup.com. There are a couple of hyphens in there, but I know you guys can work it out. But until the next time, do take care. Bye.